And you guys know that sound. Welcome to Just the Tip Off, where three friends like to drink beer and talk about the NBA like we know things. Kicking us off today, Mason, what's our first topic? Our first topic today is going to be the NBA draft. So we left you guys last time with, uh, it was right before the draft. We didn't know where people were going. Well, now we do. So we got a couple things we want to talk about. Who was a big draft winner? Who do you think was kind of a loser? And who's, who's questionable? So we'll start things off, Nathan. Who do you think was a winner? Uh, based on the draft alone, I think you got to go with the Denver Nuggets because they got Michael Porter Jr. at 14. I know the back issues are a concern. I think he wouldn't have fallen that far if it weren't a big concern. But considering what Denver has, they just fucked up uh, Nikolai Jokic on a big deal. Jamal Murray and Gary Harris are both young and up-and-coming point guards. And have a player at 6'10 who's got the range, that, they, can, be, that can be a franchise player. So they got get a him serious at 14, team. That, Get they, him at 14, I think it's pretty good. Oh my goodness, I can't, people, <laughs> shout out to the Knicks fans, fuck those guys, booing their own players, and they're like, we wanted Michael Porter Jr., like, dude, I don't think, they don't have the right to boo players anymore after they booed Kristaps Porzingis, are you kidding me? I and mean, that just means Kevin Knox is going to be an all-star if he can stay healthy, right? So that's what you got to do, you just got to boo your player and they'll be an all-star? I like it. I like it. We'll see how that works out. But I also had Denver as a winner. Um, obviously, Michael Porter Jr. at 14th overall. I don't know how that happened. I mean, he might not play this year. They've said it's come out that he might, you know, do the old Ben Simmons or Markel Fultz and just come in at the end. That might be good for him. Who knows? Um, another person I had who uh, as a winner was the Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks. They got Trey Young, who is a lot of hype. He could be a bust. He could be uh, – or he could be an all-star. I think they also got a pick. They really secured their bag on that one. They just came in and like, all right, we got we got Trey Young now, and we got a 2019 pick. They also had Kevin Huter at seven at number 19 from Maryland. He's got Amari Spellman out of Villanova. A smaller guy, six nine at the power forward, but uh, that's kind of a Draymond Green type, if you will. So who knows how that's going to be? So they also had some other picks to round out their draft. You know who I have is the real loser though. Tom Izzo. You know why? Aaron Jackson shot 8 for 11 in his first summer league game. Why wasn't he taking 11 shots a game at Michigan State? This is in the NBA almost. And <laughs> you're, he's shooting 8 from 11. I watch a lot of Michigan State games, and I never once remember thinking, man, Aaron Jackson's a shooter. Tom, Tom Izzo, I think you're an all-time great, but what are you doing? Uh, you know who I have as a big loser, too? Oh. Uh, and possibly it's because he went up against debatably the most talented offensive player in the league and got shut down on defense, ironically. Um, Wagner out of Michigan. How many times can you get blocked by the same guy? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys watch that game? Marvin Bagley blocked him on just about every shot attempt when they were both on the floor. It, it was, was sad. ridiculous. Like, oh, another you block know, for Bagley. If you're Sacramento, you'd love to see that because the one oh question about Bagley coming in the draft was Houses' defense, uh, and if if that's what it's going to be, if we saw just a glimpse of what's going to be, the the Kings are really loving got, that pick right they've now. They've got some that is probably like one of the second youngest teams in the NBA right now. The Suns are hella young. I think Vince well, Carter's the only thing keeping the, yeah, right, they're, they're bringing the, keeping the Kings <laughs> roster up there. I mean, I mean, you got to. Give credit to Boston too for being a young team. I think, oh yeah, I think beyond Horford and like I guess you can count Hayward well, as older, but I just think it's going to be interesting around. in the next couple years because I think the Celtics they, they haven't peaked. People know they're good. The Kings they haven't peaked yet. They haven't, people don't they haven't hit that turning point. Uh, 
for they, better words. They need um, their uh, rookies, their sophomores, and their juniors, if you will, to get a little bit of experience. Just like a lot of players. Sometimes it takes that. You know, they can't just come in and just automatically be a rookie of the year. Well, Some players take time to develop. We point out the obvious that, like, yes, players have talent, players are going to develop. But how many freshmen and sophomore players are playing so well in the bo- uh, in Boston? Uh, how much that goes, oh, how much that credit goes oh. to Brad Stevens? Definitely to the coaching. And, Definitely yeah. to the coaching. And I just don't I don't even know who Sacramento's coach is. And um, I know Sacramento's front office has mismanaged a lot of players. Granted, one of them was Boogie Cousins, and he's hard to manage. And Isaiah Thomas, who is also incredibly hard to manage. But how many players leave Sacramento unhappy? And they have some young talent on there, but. I mean, I really, I, I wish I had more faith in their coach to develop it. We'll see how it goes. I, I agree. Um, Last time they were relevant, Chris Weber was thrown on the jersey. Oh my god! Wow, that's right. It's been a while though. Um, loser I had would be uh, Clippers. Left uh, MPJ on the board. They got him, or they had like ninth and a tenth. What was it? They had back to back ones. They had. Uh, no, 12 and 13. 12 and 13. They got Miles Bridges and Jerome Robinson. I think Bridges can be I a think good Bridges player. Is a great pick. Yeah, he's not Although that... he was just he was traded to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, right. Sorry. So. <laughs> uh, they got uh, Shea Gilders Alexander, who I actually picked as my steal of draft. A 6'6 point guard with a long um, a defensive side uh, point guard with a long wingspan. Yeah. Yeah, I think that kid's got, especially if he can develop a shot because he can drive. He's not a very explosive driver, so maybe it doesn't translate to the NBA. It's definitely a gamble, but. I think he's going to turn into something. The, um, the Heat, I think it was the uh, guy yeah, they had uh, second round. They just got this new uh, somebody. I was watching him blow it up on a summer league game. He's just dunking it left and right. Something Jones Jr.? Um, he might be a sophomore. No, not a rookie. He's a sophomore. sophomore. He's a Derek Jones Jr. I believe he's out of Michigan. And yeah, he uh, he was. I think he might be I, one of those players the, to develop that we're talking about. He was know? in the G League last year, so he's kind of going. Uh, Robert Covington, I think, is the most successful player, undrafted player who went to the G League, is now obviously starting for the Seventy Sixers. So it's proven that the G League is working. Yeah, he's he's out. He's out, he's he's putting some good minutes in with the Heat. You know that roster. It's got some open spots on it. I'd say. I think the Heat are one of those sleeper teams. You just don't know their players on their team until they start doing it. And you're like, oh my god, who are these people? What? Them and the Nets. The Nets can come out of nowhere. I feel like you know. But moving on to questionable. Um, Spurs to me. The Spurs are a little questionable. They got Lonnie Walker the fourth um, out of Miami. He was a freshman. He was one. He was a top tier recruit. I think Lonnie Walker to turn into something. He's- Worry was whether or not he can hit the three, and if you watched him in summer league, he was hitting transition threes. He was not just if he could hit the three. I mean, this he also had a knee surgery. Well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm assuming he's healthy, which I know that's a bold assumption. But um, I mean, first doctors have a good reputation, and okay, yeah, you say that with a straight face. <laughs> uh, I, I I do think he turned out uh, he's going to be a top pick in the draft, and I mean. Once again, credit the coaching. You don't have a better coach to develop a young player like that than Greg Popovich. I just think the one thing you said was they're, they're doctors. We'll see how – if that's the problem, we'll see with him. It'll be plain and simple. Lonnie Walker doesn't fit well. He can't get the, the help he needs, whatever. But anybody questionable for you guys? Um, my uh, my question – my questionable – I had him as a bust, and so far he's proved me right. But, um, would be Trey Young. I called him a bust last time. And he 
played horrible. I'm gonna know, he played horrible in a summer league game. Biz. But he played horrible just because his shooting was off. He was still distributing fine. He didn't have too many turnovers. Do you remember how many assists he had? Uh, I don't off the top of my head, but he was definitely um, playing unselfish basketball, and he would get into the rim. So if he can find his stroke, I could be wrong on the kid. But I do feel do feel a little good that he <laughs> comes out the gate shooting one I, for I, thirteen. I, I, I called him out. He, I, uh, and yeah, one for thirteen from behind three, and he was supposed to be the next Steph Curry. Steph Curry's had some bad games. Uh, yeah, but Steph Curry had a bad first game. It's he, he's got he's got something to prove now. Steph Curry also didn't have the height that he has. Sure. Uh, my questionable was the 76ers. Um, yeah. They, they had a lot of picks, and they, they traded, traded, their, their, they traded their first one. So they, they drafted Mikel Bridges, born in Philadelphia. Mom works, <laughs> works for the team. His mom is the head of HR for the 76ers. Went to Villanova. And they traded him. He's, I, mean, I think not only like that, he's a great player, and... They traded into the Suns, and I know you got Zayer Smith from him for that trade from the Suns. But me, I mean, Zayer Smith's a point guard. You've you've already got one in, in Ben Simmons. You need shooters. Or Markel ben, Fultz. Yeah, you need shooters, and that's what Mikael Bridges was. A is going to be a three and D guy. Like you, you need those guys. Or in the NBA, you put him alongside. I mean, maybe put him off the bench. Um, maybe try to develop him. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. I mean, they're not. You're, maybe you're not trying to fill the front five. You know. You no, know, but I just think that. They they need they need spots in the shooting guard position, especially off the bench. Right now they just have Robert Covington and JJ Redick, and that's all they have. And JJ Redick, oh, all they have. Okay, that's about all. That's that's all the shooting guards they really. Covington play. was first team all defense, and he can shoot the three. He's pretty good at it. JJ oh. Redick can shoot the three. JJ Redick by the percentage is probably the best three point shooter ever play the game. Exactly. They've got no, a, no a, one shoots that again, well. On high volume. Redick can't play 30 minutes a game. No, anymore. exactly. So that's it, what they his got His career for. clock's sticking down, and that's why I think they should have kept with That's why his contract took yeah. yeah. He went from 27 mil last year, 12 mil this year. Which I was, That's a veteran move right yeah. there. That's and, a veteran oh, move. Like, and, I got enough and, money. And, and they also went and picked up Wilson Chandler in the offseason. He's yeah. a D and 3 guy. Yeah. He's yeah. a D and 3 guy who gets you bored. Wilson Chandler's a great Oh, that's right from the Nuggets. Yeah. But then you look at the 76ers' next draft pick, and it's Landry Shamit, another guard. A very... He's six five, so he's got a little bit of height, but he is only 189 pounds. He's a skinny guy, and I he's an okay He'll put weight on. Yeah, he'll he'll that. Look did, at, uh, he didn't shoot well Giannis. at... Uh, at Wichita State, and so not only do you trade a great three and a possible three D guy, you trade him for a guard, and then you draft another guard right after that, and then you kind of use your extra draft picks on a six three shooting guard, six three at the shooting guard position. I don't know how well that's going to work. Well, and a question out of Germany, they traded him to the Pistons. Don't even count that. Uh, the, what the Sixers did, which I thought was smart, they had a bunch of second round picks and. They didn't see anyone in there that they really liked. They took the questionable guy out of Germany, and they traded the remaining three picks to him to the Mavericks. One of them to uh, who did they trade that six two guy to? Sorry, the uh, Pistons. Yeah, the Pistons. You know what they but did? They said, they, you know they, what? Uh, there's always there's always next year. See, if, but then why, why if you have a pick, it's valuable. If there's not someone that you want to take, cash in, take it next year. But yeah. the thing is, you know who they got back in those trades? Another point guard. Like they, they've drafted three point guards when the point guards on the roster is already filled up. I just think there were other areas. I, that the I, I, are here's the thing: is the point guards already filled up with Ben Simmons, and you could easily transition Ben Simmons to the three or the four. He can play any position, uh, but the five and the two. And so, for all we know, Ben Simmons is going to transition out of a point guard role and have more of a small forward role. That'd be real. That means I, if they can, that's here's the thing: if 
he does that, he's going to get less assists because he's not the point guard. That's just going to be yeah. a fact. If they're fine with that, if they have someone else who can distribute the ball, then that's a bold, that's a great move because he does so good. The, the only thing lacking from his game is his threat from the outside. He, they know he's going to drive it. If he's already in there, it changes the game up. So, so I wonder if I were Ben Simmons, I'm not claiming to be Ben Simmons, but if I were Ben Simmons, I would not work on a single thing this offseason. I'd do the bare minimum just to keep my skill sharp. I'd spend half hour to an hour a day doing drilling and passing drills, and I'd spend the rest of my time shooting. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Shoot until you can't shoot anymore. Ben Simmons, this is me calling you out. You are this close, and for those of you who can't see me, I'm holding my fingers very close together. <laughs> you are this close to being uh, uh, next hack shack. Uh, uh, the next, or you're this close to being a starter on the all-star team. You're already putting up the stats. The only thing you can't do is stretch the floor, and you make your you take a lot of uh, dynamic dynamacy. You, you make your team a lot less dynamic by being on the floor. I think moving you to the three or four is going to uh, change that a lot because you modern NBA, you need a shooting point guard. It's amazing how well they did without it. But Ben Simmons, if you can learn to shoot, the uh, Sixers might beat the Celtics. Here's my issue with that is that the Sixers have shown to be nothing but stubborn. We've listened to trust the process for the last four seasons. Granted, it's worked. It but they have shown to be very stubborn. They play the same their way. Ways, which makes me question whether or not they are willing to even attempt to put Because as soon as Ben Simmons got drafted – He's like, I'm playing point guard for this team, and that's exactly what he's done. Now, whether or not they're exactly. willing that's to maybe go three, and maybe Markel Fultz comes into point guard, it also it all depends on Markel Fultz's shot. I've heard it's gotten better. He's working with um, who people consider the doctor of the jump shot in the NBA to uh, improve his jump shot. He helped Jason Tatum be able to the three, and oh we saw goodness. how well that worked out. So, you know, maybe that works, and then you can move Ben Simmons to the three. You know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what the Sixers do because they have pieces, they have talent. I think they could ultimately be, surrounded by a health, like it's all centered around a healthy Joel Embiid. But you know, I think they're going to be up there for top three in the East easily, just like they were this past year. And it's confusing without LeBron in the league. So if that's East, exactly you what the to Raptors are going to look good. The, the East is up for question right now. Nobody knows. People know who is going to win is, is winning the West right now. The Warriors are winning the West. We'll talk about that in a second. The East right now is a little bit up for grabs because the Celtics are the favorites. I, I was going to say, do you really think anyone in the East can beat a healthy Boston team? Because Boston was, yeah. by the record and by the playoffs, the second best team in the East last year. But here's the thing. They almost lost to the Bucks. Yeah. They almost lost. I mean, if they, they didn't get a chance to play the Raptors, but if the Raptors weren't playing LeBron, I'm sure they would have given them a run Cap for the run. the two big holes on that team of no Gordon Hayward and no Kyrie Irving and both those are coming. Both those players are coming back healthy to play all season. You're hoping. I mean, exactly. That's a that's a bad injury. Gordon Hayward had, and Kyrie Irving has shown that. You're assuming they're going to come back just as they health. were. You know, yeah. I mean, no, I, mean, I, I, I am. If they both come back eighty percent of what they were, I still think they're the best team. In the I, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a percentage. I just think it's the only it's thing a duration. Is, what You're I want to make sure is the it's not season. guaranteed the Celtics are going to be the best. It's still up for grabs. Who's going to be king in the East? And we're not going to know until a little bit further into the season. I, yeah. I, I think it's safe to right now think think that yeah. I and I too, I would put Boston right now if as my my pick to win Boston, the East. But I, I think it's open. I think Boston has a slightly 
better edge on the other two, but I think that Toronto and the 76ers Toronto will have a say before go down, it's all done. I think. Yeah, I, I think without Dwayne Casey, they're not going to be as good. But and there's still the Bucks who are doing good things in the offseason, not getting crazy with trades. They're, 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 they're pulling in players. They're one piece away. Exactly. They're a dangerous team. The 76ers, a dangerous team. Hell, the Warriors, or the Wizards are a dangerous team. The Celtics are the favorites. The Celtics are the favorites, but it's not guaranteed. Not like it is in the West. Which brings us to our next topic. How to beat the Warriors 101. What do you need to do to beat them? There's one off-season trade that I think if it happens, we have a team that can beat the Warriors in seven. Greg Popovich. It's not due. It's not going to happen. And the whole Spurs organization. It's no. What, what, if you have to unload Kawhi Leonard, what are you going to get better than a draft pick? Uh, Aaron Baines, who just signed to a very reasonable contract. He's a rim protector. You love rim protectors. And either Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown. That's very young talent. That's a pro- guaranteed first-round draft pick. And that's a promising rim protector. And what other team has better assets to give you than that? None. Don't say any Western team because they're not trading them to somebody yeah, in the West. exactly. So, I mean, frankly, I just don't. the think... Spurs would be dumb to not trade Kawhi. And they might wait around. They might wait to the trade deadline oh to get God. as much out of him and put him off. But the writing's on the wall. Kawhi's not coming back. And he, he's made it very clear he's not coming back to San Antonio. Get something out of him, and I don't see a team. I do not see a team that can offer him more than Aaron Baines, either uh, Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier, and um, a first round draft pick. But all thing, of which Boston have to give. The Spurs are asking for more. Yeah, they want that. Yeah. They'll take that. They want two more first rounders, and they want some trade swaps. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. They uh, don't want to trade them. What team's going to give it to them? Nobody. And I, it probably won't happen in the offseason. And his value is going to go lower That's fine. And lower and his value is going to go lower and lower and lower until Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, or Jalen Brown or Terry Rozier, Aaron Baines, and a first-round draft pick is well above his value. Like, everyone knows negotiation, the longer you wait, the less power you have. Like, he's on a deadline. He's losing leverage by the day. This is also offseason. If this happens in the offseason, I think this is possible. If it's going on in season, they're not. The Boston Celtics are not going to shake up their system when they have a shot at the playoffs. I think they the might title. get Kawhi. Here's my issue with it. What? Here's the thing: is if Kawhi goes, last thing I say is if Kawhi goes to the um, Celtics, I think they have a shot at beating the Warriors in seven. Think about how crazy of a lineup that is. It's Kyrie Irving at the one. Um, I'm not even going to say two, three, and four because every player uh, can play that between. Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and uh, Kawhi Leonard. This is positionless basketball. You've you have a clear point guard and Who's a clear center. center. Uh, uh, Al Horford. Al Horford. Who's his backup? Who's his backup? You throw in the four, Marcus Morris. You play small yeah. ball like the Warriors. You, you, you play a backup. The bench isn't going to be good enough to beat the Warriors. Um, the Warriors bench is not good as it whoa, is. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's bullshit. Sean Livingston is great. They also now have. Um, I hate to say, Zaza Pachulia is not the worst. Um, as their center, Jordan Bell, he's yeah. showing some real signs. He just shot some threes in the game uh, that I just saw. Wait, can, can you do that? Are you kidding me? But, but, oh. but you don't beat the Warriors by beating their bench. You beat the Warriors by beating the starters who scored ninety percent of the points. Who's done that? Cavs in twenty sixteen. Exactly. Uh, That's when they didn't have two of the, two of the best players ever. So what you're saying is not proven. 
What I'm saying could work. It just no, beat their I, bench. Well, what you're saying is also not proven. Don't dismiss I'm not it like saying that. Proven. I'm just saying you're saying you're talking like it is. Um. Yeah. No. This is this is a challenge that um, has never been faced. Imagine taking the bet like by the regular season record, the best team in the NBA history, 70, 73 and nine. Like no one's done better than that. And then adding two top twenty players to it, including the second best player in the world. They took like they've lost very little since yeah. their twenty sixteen. They've lost very little. I they have They're not untouchable. Kevin Durant and um, DeMarcus Cousins, which, to be fair, DeMarcus Cousins won't actually play until December or January. He's, He's still a little hurt. Probably I mean, might be even coming off the bench. Imagine but, taking Jordan's Bulls, Jordan Pippen, and saying, oh, man, let's just throw the other, the only other two powerhouses in the NBA. We, let's just throw Stockton and Malone on there. I, 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 I would have said Barkley and Drexler, but same idea. We get um, But I don't think... I think the Lakers go after somebody different, not Kawhi yeah, Leonard because we know he's coming. Going after him. Regardless, I don't think the Celtics are going to trade for Kawhi because thank you because I think Kawhi it's very he wants a what he wants out and he said he wants to go to LA. Is Boston willing to risk so the young George. pieces they have to go get him, knowing that he might not leave? I know yes, a Paul George situation so could happen, but that is very. Rare that someone says, I'm leaving them only every year, and they stay. I don't know what Russell Westbrook said, but it got to stay. Him to it's stay. not untrue. And, and Danny Ainge, the GM for the Celtics, does not lose trades. He's probably the best GM in the NBA. He's run it almost like an NFL team, acquiring these draft picks, and look what it's done. You've got a wealth of young talent there, and yes, Kawhi is a big name. And a I agree. I think it's, it's hard to see Boston giving up. A wealth, the wealth of talent that they have right now. They'd be silly not to put an offer out because why wouldn't you? You'd get a DeMarcus Cousins situation. Um, but if it's, they're not serious about it. Danny Ainge would not win in that trade. He's just not because all of their contracts built up. They're, I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard's old. I'm saying him and whatever contract they would sign him for, he would. They would have more if they keep the Celtics as they are. Mm-hmm. Um. Here, here's the one reason why I think they might make that move is Kyrie Irving has talked that he, he would leave for he, the Knicks. He, 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 might, he might leave, or but he's definitely uh, said that he and Jimmy Butler want to team up, and Jimmy Butler is fed up where he is and would uh, move. So if they keep majority of the talent, they give up a rim protector and one very solid bench player and a pick. They get Kawhi Leonard as a placeholder. They prove themselves as a championship threat. Say Kawhi, Then say, say Kawhi goes to L.A., Look at all that cap space that just opened up to sign Jimmy Butler. He is a free agent next season. He is a free agent. One and one so may, maybe maybe, maybe you keep Kawhi Leonard, which I think maybe we're looking at this all wrong. We're, think, we're thinking the Warriors are getting to the finals and the only other team to beat them is the East is going to be whoever the Celtics. I don't, I don't think there's a team in the West that beats the Warriors. I think if these trades happen, that so the Lakers, they can acquire Damian Lillard. That's a possibility. They trade for him. Who who what assets do they have that they give Portland that's worth a Damian Lillard? I don't. I think Damian Lillard is one of the most untouchable guys. I think Damian Lillard has proved to be the soul of Portland. Maybe they could get uh, uh, CJ McCollum out of the uh, out of Portland, but I do not think Damian Lillard. They'd him. have to trade a lot for him. Yeah, I'm just saying they trade that future draft picks. It could happen. Him added to the Lakers, feeding LeBron, taking the three ball. That would change the team and maybe give them a chance to beat the Warriors. I, I think the Lakers, they signed LeBron, and now it's all about next 
offseason because there are a lot of big free agent Butler, uh, Clay Thompson. There are a lot of big free agent names next season. I think this was the, the Lakers were looking at it. It's a two year st- two year program, right? We're first year. We're gonna get LeBron or we're gonna get Paul George. Next year, we're gonna go and we're gonna surround those guys. So I th- I think it's a two year like road plan that the late that magic johnson has put together for the lakers here and as he said if we do, we haven't made big signs in two years i will i will quit i will retire and i think that kind of shows that it's it's a two-year program that i think he's already made a big enough sign that he can't retire though because he did get the biggest name in basketball and like uh be, here's the thing is the lakers they're a great team they're a winning franchise but, but above all they're a brand and lebron wants to be a brand and the lakers want to be a brand and I really hope they win championships because I, I took it wrong. Cavs above everything, but I am a LeBron fan. I'd like to see LeBron get more rings because I think the fact I think his rings argument is the weakest argument for why he's not the greatest player of all time. But who else beats the Lakers? Who else beats the Warriors? So it's not the Lakers. What about the Rockets? You know they get they get this. Uh, they're still a free agent. Uh, Wayne Ellington. Uh, he played for the Heat. He's a really good shooter. Uh, he's a free agent right now. They need to sign Clint Capella back. I, 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 I think the Rockets and the Thunder are both one piece away. But I don't think... They, they lost Ariza. So, I mean, not that he was the greatest, but they lost a three-point shooter right there. And they, and who's going to guard Durant on that team now? At least Ariza was was bigger, you mm-hmm. know, height-wise. Right now, I mean, P.J. Tucker's too slow to guard Durant. And he can, Gerald Green's too small. And they, they re-signed Gerald Green. But as of right now, he's their starting small forward. And he's way too small to try to guard Kevin Durant. I mean that's that's the hole that they have right now. They got to fill that. Um, the T Wolves, right now they they got to use Butler while they got him because if he's going to be gone in the next year, you better make sure you make a run for it this year. So you've got Wiggins and you've got Carl Anthony Towns. You got to kick them in the ass to get them motivated and to show some some signs of life that gets Butler in a winning attitude. Because when he plays, I don't think he's not going to try to win. So that's not a good argument to me. But that those three players aren't. Apparently good enough to get the, to beat the Warriors. A funny thing about that team, if you would have asked me a year ago who the problem on that team is, I would have definitely said Andrew Wiggins. After watching this last season, the problem I think is definitely Carl Anthony Towns. He's he's def- he's an offensive powerhouse. He's everything you want in a modern offensive center. Oh my god! Like, and he plays a lot of help defense, so his stats don't reflect this. He does average close to two blocks a game. But I've never seen someone play more lackluster defense. The man does not know how to shuffle his feet. He walks around the court. He does not close out. He literally stands around the rim and tries to get blocks on help defense. And maybe that worked for him in college. But these are the smartest players and coaches in basketball. And that's the easy that's the easiest defense to get around. Yeah. I they got a I think so Jamal Crawford's also up for uh Free agency. Has he signed with anyone? I don't think he signed I don't, yet. I don't think he has, and I don't think the Timberwolves should sign him for anything more than the veteran minimum. He's a great player. I, I No one's a bigger Jamal Crawford fan than me. I Really, I think he's done a lot for the league, but I think some teams need uh, some teams need more experience to try to uh, build up young guys. Some people need more talent, and I think the Timberwolves, like you said, if they're going to do it this year, this is the year to get talent. Whereas so, last year, they're trying to build and build experience, and if Jimmy Butler really only has one year left, double down on that and try to win as many games to keep him. So they re-sign Jamal Crawford for a minimum, better yep. minimum, still gives him enough to maybe get Marcus Smart. 
he's up for he's up for grabs right now, and that's I think anybody who gets him is gonna immediate toughness. He's I, I, just I, he brings a certain attitude to the floor whenever he's on. I think Marcus, a little like Lance Stevenson, you know, uh, you know like exactly what he's bringing to the game of floor. A little bit of antics, fire on defense. Yeah, he'll, he'll in your face. I think Marcus Smart brings a lot to the um, Timberwolves. I worry he polarizes the locker room issues even more though because he is a very hard he is a very play hard defender. Um, and when he sees Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns playing lackluster defense, I think you're uh, he's gonna join the Butler camp and also be fed up with them. I don't get me wrong, he's got the talent and I hope Tibbs can keep him under control and if he can force Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins to play the defense, I think that team works. But I I'm yet to see something from either of those players that make me think that they're gonna put in the thing to play the defense. So I, I think, like, looking at the other teams, I don't think the Trailblazers have enough to do anything. Um, Pelicans, not enough to do anything. I think the only other team besides Houston you can really talk about, what if the Thunder get their shit together? No, it's, the Thunder could get their shit together, but here's a, something out of nowhere. Dark Horse team. Suns. The Suns. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. They did a lot this offseason. They got some seriously good players. First rounder. Uh, a couple first rounders. They... Miles Bridges and DeAndre Ayton, two, are, of the, two of the top players in the draft. They Devin are Booker, very close to signing, closing a max deal with Booker. Yeah, like what if they just are good? You know, yeah. they're just out of nowhere. Uh, I think, I think, I think they're going to be very good. I don't, I don't think I Warriors think we're a couple good. steps away from saying <laughs> they could take on the Warriors, but like I do think, I think, I think that they are going to be a playoff contender next year. I think they could easily get a six or seven seed in the West. And Not I, easily, but I think they could get a six <laughs> or seven seed in the West. Know, I think, like, and that's a lot for them considering how bad they've been the last. Well, like. Four, five years. I mean, when's the last time? More I, than that. When's Steve the last Nash. time? Steve Nash is the last time the Suns were good. But when's the last time they weren't like laughably awful? Oh wait. You know, I think I think <laughs> it's very important that they do well this year because Devin Booker said, "I'm not missing the playoffs again." How, how bad does that have to hurt? Just, I'm just making the playoffs again, and you know, if they can, Suns can close him on a max deal. That means he's liked what they've done. If not, he would not be signing this deal. No, yeah. He'd be a free agent next season, and he'd be gone to he's play somewhere else. He's also young as shit. He is. He's maybe only he like doesn't 20, know. 2021. Hey, Devin young. Booker, look at the time that um, Boogie uh, put in, and look, he just he just bought an NBA championship. Not guaranteed, but probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. It, 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 until someone else makes a big move, I'm sorry, you cannot get into me. Otherwise, Warriors are three pitted. Yeah, I think I think there's so much irony in the fact that OKC just went over 300 million dollars. How is that because, even possible? How the because f- the reason why they didn't re-sign Harden is because they didn't want to spend a lot of money, yeah. and you just spent as much money as you would with Harden, and you know what you're missing? The five championships you would have had by now had Harden, Westbrook, and Durant all stayed. You would have shelled out that money for, for Harden? I'm not. I, I, don't get me wrong. Those would have been some great battles. They would have had Durant, Harden, Westbrook, Chris Bosh, Wade, and LeBron. I don't think we could say they'd have five championships by now. They definitely couldn't because mathematically they couldn't have five. Yeah, well, regard, but I don't I don't think you can say they'd win the championship every year because, you know, the Warriors were still a very good team before uh, KD got there, right? Yeah. So but, like, but back when Harden was still there, when LeBron was all, in Miami, the Warriors – had recently drafted Seth Curry. Those are right when all of his big ankle issues happened. Also, it'd be, LeBron, it'd be the Thunder versus the Heat, and we'd be seeing what we are right now. Also, but look, look at Harden Westbrook's usage rates. Here's the thing: is with Harden Westbrook's high usage rates, they wouldn't be putting up the stats they put up now because they're just not that much basketball to play. The talent would be there, and you'd have two of the most efficient offensive players of all time. 
and that'd be Durant and uh, Harden, and that'd be the, uh, that'd be great. But I don't think I, I think the fallacy Russell that Westbrook do, would not have been the, the triple double machine that he is now if they hadn't left. Yeah, they they would have played a very different brand of basketball. They would have gelled differently. You know, I mean, we yes, individually they're all separate basketball players, but put them together and have them together for multiple years, especially when they're all younger and more impressionable. You know, maybe the coach at that point was Scott Brooks. Maybe he can we say, can, "All right, guys." What all day. Well, well just... we, we we know that uh, Durant and Westbrook didn't get along though. Look at Durant's fake Twitter accounts. He was like, "This was after he left." Let's not get into that. Yeah. It's just let's talk Lakers, Cavs. How's it going? You know, like they they've been doing a lot. They both teams have been doing a lot. I'm worried about the Lakers. You know why? What's what has always worked on a LeBron team, and what LeBron? Well. You get LeBron, you get, Le, you get LeBron, and you surround him with shooters. Now, okay, so it's a different brand of basketball because he's it, getting older. Yeah, he can't keep driving. And it's a different brand of basketball, absolutely. But I mean, Lance Stevenson and Rondo, two great players, but they don't fit the LeBron mold. And they, I, are, they can drive and dish the ball. They're distributors slash playmakers, mm-hmm. which is what you need. You give LeBron a chance to do his post ups mm-hmm. and his shooting. Yeah, that's all you want him to do. Yeah. Driving is. Something that you want to try to limit. You know, when he needs to do it, he can do it because he's still, I don't know how, just he a, spends a train. Point, he spends $1.5 million a year on his body alone. And it's paying off. Yeah. You get what you pay for. For real. Um, but limit that as much as you can. Save him for the playoffs if you have to. But, like, if you can win without him having to do that, you've got a really dangerous team. It's, it's going to be a different style of basketball with LeBron on the team that he's played in his career. You know, with his first years in Cleveland, it was, you know, it was all him. You know, then he got the distribution. You really started putting the shooters around him once he got to Miami, and he kind of brought that back to Cleveland. I think we're seeing a different evolution in the way that LeBron James is going to play basketball. He said he wants to play more off the ball. You know, that'd be the first time in his NBA career he's played off the ball. Not sure how much that's actually going to happen, especially this year, maybe next year, after maybe they sign Clay Thompson, a couple of their big free agents, then that might happen more. You but... know who plays off the ball who's really fucking good? Kevin Durant. Yeah. Dude plays off the ball. He's there when you need him, and he scores. He, that, that's why That's why he's so efficient. He's not a playmaker. He's always been drowned by playmakers, and he's an isolation player. Model yeah. it off that and... Make it better. That's why people don't think he's an alpha dog. People don't think he can go run his own team because that's more the style of basketball he plays is a little different. Do you know the bare – here's my thing about Kevin Durant is he does need a playmaker. Do you know the bare minimum playmaker? I bet you Kevin Durant and Jose Calderon are a great team because you know what? Jose Calderon can set up a play. He doesn't need a good playmaker. He just needs – a playmaker. <laughs> Jose Calderon's going to be dropping dimes to Blake Griffin in Detroit this yeah, year. Yeah, no, Jose Calderon's a very talented veteran point guard. I'm not disparaging Jose Calderon at all. Why the but Jose sign? Calderon is nothing special. He is just... I mean, he was. He was... Yeah, he... I, 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 Jose Calderon, you know, I love you. But it, you're not an all-star. You're not a Hall of Famer. You are a very good role-playing point guard. Make that money, man. Yep. Make that money. Yeah. But the Cavs on that top, they are oh. just clearing house, dude. They are embrace the tank. I, that's what they're doing. I can, they're pulling a Cleveland move right now. They're just going for draft yeah, picks. And I, I've heard they are willing to shop everybody, but uh, Colin Sexton, the draft pick. I think everyone's up for grabs, <laughs> and they are taking all offers. And whoa, frankly, whoa, whoa, whoa. based on the are contracts, they, they have, CD? They might be. You better leave CD alone. 
He's the next Craig. I, but I, I think I don't know how much they're actually going to get because they've got a lot of bad contracts. Oh, yeah. I don't know why you're no, paying Jordan not, Clarkson $15 they're, million they're a year. They're not that bad, so they're not bad because after the 2021 season, they have no commitments. Uh, after the 2019 season. The, the 2019 uh, season, they have one commitment. It's Ante Zizek making less than a million dollars a year. So they are literally Ante Zizek's the only one there with more than two years on his contract. They went from spending hella money over like paying big luxury tax to yeah. what? Trade tra- uh, trade everything and Cavs trade everything you can for draft picks. Draft draft picks or players under 25. Yeah, young yeah. players, yeah. young potential. players. I mean, right now picks. looking at the roster, Clarkson's making way too much money. You're paying George Hill too much. I could, I could, I'd give okay. Kyle Korver seven million. I think Larry Nance at two million is a great I, deal. I, I give, I give uh, Kyle Korver seven million to the end of his contract. But yeah. do you look at that age number there? That's true. Thirty-seven, and I he's got be two paying, years yeah. left on his contract. Are you going to give him seven million a year to be thirty-nine years old? <laughs> I wouldn't be paying Jr. fourteen million. Sure as hell wouldn't be paying Tristan Thompson seventeen million. I know that's what they had to do to please LeBron when when exactly. they when they got the championship, and you know it worked. They got the championship. Now we're kind of feeling repercussions. See what they can be without LeBron. Playoff team, yes or no? No. No. I agree. But that doesn't mean that they can't be in the next future years with the draft picks that they get for shelling out other players. I still believe in J.R. Smith. He's a great player. Um, Tristan Thompson has the ability to be a great player. Depends when. Kardashian curse. God, he broke the curse. They won the championship. Uh, he wasn't in here, though. He started dating her after the 2016 season. No, he didn't. He did, too. Yeah, he did. Why, why do you know that? Why do you not? Because I don't give a fuck about Kardashians. <laughs> anyway. No, the way, but when you follow the Cavs' Facebook page, it's all about the Kardashian curse. What's Facebook? In all honesty, it's just because sometimes girls know I like basketball and try to talk to me about Tristan Thompson. Well... The, that's pretty much it. The Lakers. Okay, who's who's doing better? Obviously, the Lakers. Who's got more potential? Still, the Lakers. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on to our uh, next topic. We've been we've been talking about it throughout the, the the podcast this whole time, but we just want to kind of focus on trades and free agency. It's been a hell of a summer, and it's been. Five days. Let's say it's been big, five it, days. It's had three big blockbusters. First, there was the Paul George stain, and I remember I saw that, and I'm like, I, I thought there's no way. I I I'll admit I this happened. Guys, guys, this is important. This happens once a year. I'm gonna say it out loud. You can look forward to this in 2019. I was wrong. Yes, he was. I He's thought not the was. only one. No way, Paul George would stay in OKC. But, and here's the thing is, I thought that not because I didn't think Paul George wanted to. I thought there's no way OKC would pay $300 million. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we got a Stephen A. Smith in here admitting he was wrong. One time. <laughs> yeah, right. here. No, here's the thing is, hey, uh, July 5th, this is what you get. 2019, we'll see what happens. July 5th, I'm sure there'll be a couple more. The people are still left um, – well, who else has been some big trades? Uh, I think, I think the, the big, not, not big trades, but big offseason was uh, DeAndre Jordan going to the Mavericks. That's uh, going to be you know, pretty cool. I think the Mavericks are not a playoff team. Or if they are a playoff team, they might squeak into the 7 or 8 seed. But, like, don't sleep on them. I think they're a team that could get a couple good wins against a couple good Western teams. Their starting lineup right now is, you know, probably – I think you have to have Harrison Barnes will probably play the three. 
Um, Luka Doncic, I, you're not going to not play your first overall pick, so he'll probably play the two. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. is obviously your one. DeAndre Jordan, your four. And then DeAndre Jordan, your five. 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 And then, if anything, you know, uh, Dirk. if Dirk's going to start, he'll start at the four. But I, I think Dirk will start as a salute to him in his retirement year. But if they if they start becoming a playoff threat, if it's looking like they can steal a six or seven seed maybe, I think Dirk's a big enough man to come off the bench. You know, there's it's de- the Mavs roster from last year definitely improved because you're pairing a very young Dennis Smith Jr. They just Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is waking up. Nerlens uh, Noel probably won't be there. No, he got traded. He, got traded. he just signed. Uh, he just signed somewhere else. OKC, I man. Forget. Yeah, he just signed yeah. a two-year deal. That's a good pick. OKC. You know, if he was. Oh my God! They got him for so cheap too. Good. Yeah, he, I know, and he turned down an eighty million dollar forty year contract like last so year. Money. He lost so much money. You know, I poor guy. I, I think the Mavericks could surprise people. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to be in the tank race this year. I no, think they're, they're going to be. Definitely not the tank they're going to be around that nine and ten spot in the West. And you know, the more I look at almost every roster in the West. I think they could be in the nine to ten run, ten range. I think I think my pick for bottom in the West this year is the Kings, just because they're very what? young. No. Here, 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 here's my here's my off the wall prediction. Uh, Memphis, there you go. Yeah. Memphis is gonna Memphis be. is screwed. They trade oh, away all the good mind. players. Mike Conley's coming back, but he's got to be hurt. Like here, dude, here, just here's my off the wall prediction though. There will be a locker room fight in the Mavericks this year because Harrison Barnes drops in the fact they make seven thousand two hundred fifty eight more dollars a year. That DeAndre Jordan makes how much? Seven thousand two hundred and fifty-eight more dollars. <laughs> okay. They, they both they both make twenty-four thousand one uh twenty-four million one hundred thousand, and Ooh. uh Harrison Barnes makes seven thousand and whatever number I just read more. Here here's a dark horse team to finish dead last in the West: the Los Angeles Clippers. Lob City, R.I.P. I don't know. Gallinari is a very solid player. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is there. Patrick Beverly and Avery Bradley They've got are both a lot of very solid pieces. players. They don't have any center pieces. Uh, Mar- Marcin Gortat's a uh, very good center. He, are, are they not they, actual centers? I'm saying center pieces. I know, but are they a playoff team? No. Tobias Harris, another great player. Are they a playoff team? No. Oh, and Lou Williams. They have a lot of pieces. They have a lot of pieces, not yeah. a lot of center pieces. Exactly. Are they a playoff team? No. Are they last in the West? No. That's fair. That's fair. I think it's a battle. Uh, I think they're going to get halfway through the season and say, let's start tanking. Uh, I, I think that tanking's a lot harder than you give it credit to because a lot of other teams do it. You know who I think is unfortunately still probably last in the West? Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Memphis Grizzlies, like Tyreek Evans is out of there. Um, he's to the yeah, he's out. He's uh, he's went to the Pacers. I yep, think that's yep. gonna be a pretty sweet. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. He's gonna be good, but that's I, a lot. You're, Chandler you're, Parsons, you're, sorry, right you're, now, you're making you're too much, at, do too little. You're looking Mark. at Jaron Jackson with hopefully a healthy Mike Conley and hopefully a healthy Marcus All, and that is Marcus, he's getting old. That is all the Grizzlies have to offer on their plate right now is hopefully two healthy players and a standout rookie. Yeah, fingers crossed for them. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Memphis Grizzlies. I don't see a team in the West being worse than you. No, and I <sighs> and I don't see them making any offseason moves. Memphis isn't really a destination free agent destination. They don't really have any pieces to trade. So, uh, hey, Memphis, join the Cavs club, embrace the tank. <laughs> um, New Orleans Pelicans. I do like what the, I, I think signing Julius Randle. I, 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 I don't think they make the playoffs. 
it's going to be tough. Much harder this year. Yeah. They lost. They're. I don't know. They, not they, to say they, that they 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 keep um, Miritic, they keep Davis, they keep they basically they lost uh, Rondo and um, Cousins, half of Cousins because he was injured half right yeah. before All Star break. I don't, I I think the Julius Randle trade was a good trade. Was it was a good yeah. signing uh-huh. because you know they the Lakers told him you know you're getting diminished playing time unless you show us something and that's what he went out and did. He showed him something and it got him paid. And I think he's a he's gonna be a <laughs> he pulled out right before LeBron showed up. Can you imagine if he didn't pull out, he'd still be, he'd be uh, a Laker. He he hadn't um they didn't really trade rights to him until after LeBron signed. Yeah. The whole the same day. They they yeah, really, it, they signed LeBron, released the trade rights and said, Hey rights, Rondo, but, what do um, you want to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Uh, trade, you know. Um, we still got Zach, we still got people who are uh, on the board, like to be traded. We still got uh, Marcus Smart, Zach Levine, um, Clint Capella hasn't uh, I confirmed think, yet. I think I think Zach Levine will probably end up signing with the Bulls. I think they can get him for relatively cheap, coming off this third ACL tear of his, not NBA career, but collegiate included. And I, I think the Rockets are going to do everything to reassign Capella. Uh, he's not flashy, but he, he gets the boards, he gets blocks. I mean, but who's going to pay more? There's, um, it, right now, it's a very center-heavy lead, and people are ever since the Mozgov deal, people are very hesitant to pay centers. I mean, the issue for the Rockets is the fact that they signed Ryan Anderson to a nineteen million dollar deal like three years oh ago. I, it still still haunts them. Yeah, it's. I mean, Eric Gordon making twelve million. Yeah, I. I, that makes sense. I mean, you look at their roster. There's only three people on the Rockets roster making more than ten million dollars a year or four, and that's Chris Paul, warranted, James Harden, warranted, Eric Gordon, warranted, Ryan Anderson. What? No. <laughs> Brooke Lopez is still waiting to be signed. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. What do you guys think he's going to the Magic? He's been talking to him. I have no idea. What he's Isaiah not. Thomas he's not staying in LA. I'll tell you that. Nor, nor do I particularly care. Like I, Isaiah Thomas, I really liked you for a year, and then you were a cancer to my favorite team. So at this point, in my opinion, you uh, benefited from a good situation, but you're not that good. Prove me wrong. I, I mean, I think that's how he, he thrives. Yeah, no, and that's that's how he does. He likes being told prove me wrong, but right now the burden of proof's on you. Um, Rodney Hood. Dwayne Wade. What? Uh. Dwayne Wade, I don't blame. I want the Heat to sign him, but I don't blame them for not. <laughs> they don't want to be like, hey, are you done? I like, guess yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I, they, they I said I wasn't going to play for anybody else. They will sign him to retire him. Yep. <laughs> um, who, who else is still on the board? Um, Dante Cunningham? He he was he's a he got traded to the Nets halfway through the season. Yeah, he's, not, he's an okay. Three, he, he, he's three, a, he's a good off uh, off the bench three. Uh, but um, Nick Young, he's actually very solid. Nick uh, Young, Waggy P, not solid. He got put on a championship team, got a ring. Good for him. He has flashes of goodness, but he is like you said, just a very he's a clown. He Nick, just, Nick Young made $5.1 million uh, last year. He's only getting older. You're trying to tell me he's not $4 million good? Bullshit. I'm just $3 million good? Um, okay, I've got to be reading this wrong. ESPN has you wrong because it says Chris Milton makes $1.3 million a year. He does, yeah. Oh, he does. He's still on his rookie contract. Wow. Yep. <laughs> what a bargain. 
<laughs> the Bucks are screwed when that comes up. They still got somebody else up for. They're gonna have to pay Giannis the max, obviously. Jabari Parker didn't he resign? Uh, Jabari Parker's still a free agent. Still, but he's restricted. Yeah, so um, they got first rights to him. But when does that yeah. end? Uh, he's coming up here soon. Um, and I'm looking to see if they've tendered him an offer. Jabari Parker has been tendered an offer. Yes. We'll see if he takes it. What was he making last year? Uh, about six and a half. And that's still his rookie deal from when he came out of Duke. Milwaukee's cap space. They should be all right. I don't think they're paying that many people that much money. The, the only expensive player on their, uh, on their rosters are uh, Giannis and Bledsoe. And they're paying John Henson $11 million. I think that's a little much. Tony Snell, $10 million. I know that was when he came out of college. And Delhi's he really good. Paid. But – I, I don't yeah, know if he's Tim Vidal of Adele paid nine. He's getting paid for the six games and when he went to the hospital in the NBA Finals. That's He's getting paid for that effort. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think of Dwight Howard on the Wizards? You know what? He could he could surprise me. I feel like it's just past the Dwight right now because he's just – he's been trying to get back to that. The He was still pretty good with the Lakers. People always dogging how bad he was. He was not that bad. He wasn't – the magic, which is what I think a lot of people were expecting, and I saw that. Um, you just want to pick one here. No, um, pictures. Who's the picture? It's Kobe MJ. I don't want to do that one. That one's dumb. It's it's an obvious answer. MJ's better than Kobe. <laughs> anyway, that's I don't know. He could be good, but it depends what he, if he tries. I don't know what his motivation is. I feel like he just wants to get paid and. Don't cheese. You know Paul Millsap's the like the sixth highest paid player in the NBA right now. Paul Millsap? Yeah. Like he's not. He's not bad, but he's not the sixth highest paid <laughs> player in the I, NBA's worth. Yeah. And, okay, this was before all the offseason signings when people got giant contracts. Like Durant's is now over thirty million. It wasn't this past year. But Paul, that's Paul, Paul, Paul Millsap was very good in Atlanta though, and he had the possibility to be good in Denver, and he got injured. Will he be a hundred percent healthy this year? That's a question. He's had the whole offseason to get better. They did not make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I don't know what the Nuggets are doing, though. They've got seven power forwards and three centers on their roster. <laughs> this isn't the 80s. No one plays through the post anymore. No one plays through the post anymore. Yet. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> and besides, you look at their centers, only one of them can shoot the three ball. Yeah. That's that's the center in the NBA these days. Yeah. They're not, they're not beating the Warriors, but they is. were never thought to be the Warriors. Yeah. All right, who's, this brings up to our last segment. Um, we're going to be doing this every year. We pulled out a, two names from a hat, and we're going to compare them. So what do we got, Sam? Um, we have Julius Irving or Dominique Wilkins. Dr. J and who the human better? highlight reel. What a duo. Who is better? I, I, I definitively know my answer. But I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. I think it's hard to definitively. I think the obvious answer would be Dr. J. Yep. Because obviously he won a championship. He's more remembered. Everyone knows who he is. It's just he's synonymous with the dunk, man. He may, he, he's such an innovator. But a lot of people, not a lot of people, I think a lot more people forget about Dominique Wilkins and what he did for the game of basketball. He was just the human highlight reel. Yeah. The dude just pulled off nope. amazing scoring plays all the time, but he played in a time when it was the Magic Bird era, yeah. and you're just he was a victim of that. 
Oh, I, I, I think Dominique Wilkins is definitely a Hall, uh, Derby Hall of Famer. I think Dominique Wilkins is a very, very, very good player. But Dr. J, man. Dr. And here's here's what I think Difference Maker is. I think they're both into the rim about equal. I think they both handle the ball about equal. I think they both play about equal de- defense. Um, Dr. J had a very respectable mid-range game. And Dr. J played in an era before the three ball was really popular, but Dr. J was a shooter. And Dominique Wilkins was uh, nothing but a threat to drive. And a fantastic one. Dominique Wilkins, in my mind, is the second best dunker to ever play the game behind Ray Green Carter. Amazing. But I, I get the edge here, uh, Dr. J. How about you, Nathan? Hard to argue with the rock and the baby to sleep. So I think I think we touched on uh, another fun topic here though. Mike Wilkins, Vince Carter, who is better? Oh man, the thing about Vince Carter is he's just the ageless wonder. He just he has been consistent and he's been in the league for fucking ever. He's forty two next year. Good for him. He's the oldest player in the NBA. But. Like you say, they're very similar. The thing I think that I think Dominique is better than Vince for one reason. Who other than Spud Webb and Doc Rivers played with Dominique Wilkins? Like, who were the notable guys that he could have on his team? It was just him, and that that seems like it. You know, he was just that team at the time. With Vince Carter, he's played with some seriously good teams. He's played with some teams that have gone to the finals. Um, and lost, but like it, it still were really good. Um, and they haven't been able to, I don't know. It just seems like if Dominique had what Vince Carter had in a team, he would have had the rings to show for it, you know? Um, oh, I got to give credit to Dominique for that one. I don't want people to sleep on that. Um, but what, what are you guys saying? Um, I actually, I think I got to give it to Vince. Um, and I think it comes back to a similar reason Dr. J. Vince Carter is top five all-time most three-point balls made. He's in, been playing forever. And yes, it's because he's been playing forever. He doesn't hit that many anymore, though. But he, that doesn't, he can still shoot. And um, I think he's a very dynamic distributor. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And I think, don't get me wrong, he played on some great teams, but he's always been the star of the team. And you can say, yes, he played with better people, but he was on a team with those better people. And um, he still managed to be the star. And also, I think you're overlooking Tree Rollins, who is a Hall of Fame center that uh, played with Dominic Wilkins. Um, and granted, Tree Rollins, he plays a very different style. I don't think he would do too well in the NBA. But Dominic Wilkins played in the 80s when rim protection and post-ups were everything. And Dominic Wilkins would drive to the hoop and, in, uh, and uh, when he was in trouble, dump it off to Tree Rollins, who would dunk over everyone. So... Dominique Wilkins, fantastic player. Dominique Wilkins, human highlight reel. I hate that I had to pick against him twice here. I got to give it to Vince Carter. Nathan? Oh, jeez, I don't know enough. You're the, tie- <laughs> you're, you're, two to- you're the tiebreaker here, Nathan. I have last with two. <laughs> I have to go first then next time. I don't know. I just – I'd have to – you know, I've seen Vince Carter play. You like playing more with on 2K. Me. We can't count that. Why not, man? That's the only random reference we got. We, can't, we weren't alive. We got highlight reels. Oh, we were alive with Vince. I remember, I remember distinctly as a kid watching Vince Carter on the Nets. That's pretty cool. I haven't seen him. Jason Kidd. Yeah. Richard Jefferson. Oh, yeah. That was a big that they went to a big They went to an Eastern Conference final together. Mm. 
Well, I mean, I think that brings, wraps things up for Hold us on, again. it didn't. No? Nathan here. You didn't pick? No? I, I, Are you sure? I, I you break the tie, Nathan. I can't pick. I need, I, need, I need to go to the footage. You're killing me, man. Nathan. I need to go to the footage. Flip a coin. Right, we're not going to do something that trivial. <laughs> yeah, because all of this is very well thought out and has meaning. <laughs> all right, well, with that, we'll leave you uh, as a tie between Vince Carter and um, Dominic Wilkins because, you know, Nathan, ride the fence over here. <laughs> um, tune in in two weeks. We will continue to give you live coverage of the off season, and we'll come up with plenty more fun topics. It's a long way to the NBA season, guys. Yes, maybe. We're going to have to start getting creative here. Or drink more beer. Uh, amen to that. This has been Just a Tip-Off. Thank you all for listening.